I'm Jeff Coburn, CEO of Applied Innovations, and today I have with me Natalie. Natalie is a member of the Applied Innovations teams, and she's been a part of the company for, I don't know, about a decade now, right, Natalie? Yeah, 11 years. Yeah. So Natalie, over that time, has had a number of roles within the company. Most recently, her responsibilities uh, has been around uh, assisting with our cybersecurity platform, helping to identify what we're doing there. She's really been a leader, and her experience and expertise there has really shown over the past couple of years, but she also manages the support team. And uh, that's why I wanted to have the conversation with Natalie is because she has experience on a company that's gonna go from being a classic in-office company to a, a company of remote workers. And as many of the businesses today are struggling with that decision and how to go about that, I thought Natalie's experience and expertise would be fantastic for this. Natalie, did I sum it up well? Yes, thank you for having me today. All right, fantastic. So, Natalie, um, we made the transition from uh, from an office to a remote work staff fairly easily, but we had an advantage because we were able to plan and do that over time, right? Yeah. Uh, for a business, though, that isn't able to plan, what do you think is going to be their number one challenge? Um, well, once they get the technical things worked out in terms of how their employees are going to connect, if it's through VPN or through some sort of remote platform or virtual desktop type of situation. Um, I, I think it's going to be a big change for everyone all at once just to lose that communication that they had in the office where you can just look over your cubicle or just walk over to someone's desk and ask them a question or, or share some information. And um, now it's, it's all going to be um, through some sort of, you know, video streaming messaging type application. And, um, you know, maybe not everyone's used to communicating that way. Yeah. You know, for us, it wasn't difficult though, right? because even though we were in the same office and we were connected to each other in the same cubicle, we had been early adopters of Teams and chat and messaging apps like that, that um, we found that we defaulted to that anyway, that we weren't communicating, right? Right, we used to, you know, instead of, we got lazy, instead of walking over someone's desk, we did just send them a message. Um, back and forth a lot of the time. So we did, you know, before we even made the transition to remote, we were already uh, kind of used to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of businesses that have adopted me instant messaging like Slack and Teams, though, they're probably going to have a jump on from the companies that haven't. Um, the nice thing about Teams, and I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but, but Teams has made themselves available for six months for free for all businesses. Um, as have most of the other applications. I did want to mention that Applied Innovations, and this will be the only plug that I, that I make, Applied Innovations has built out a remote worker resource guide. You can get it at appliedi.net slash COVID-19 to make it real easy for you, just C-O-V-I-D-1-9. And uh, we're adding to that every single day with a bunch of services, documents, plans, resources that businesses and employees can leverage as they're making this move. Uh, one of those that was shared with me today that I plan to offer is a, a telecommuting policy for businesses that are trying to adopt this in an emergency setting. I had a HR expert send me a bunch of documents that she wanted us to share. She's extremely busy today and didn't have time, <clears throat> pardon me, to come on a, a cyber chat, but she did want to share those resources. Natalie, when businesses are, are going remote, they're opening up a door to their network and that door can let them in and let them out but it can also let in hackers and let their information out 
what should they be doing? So, I mean, they need to think about security differently. Um, in a typical office environment or work environment, you're protected. You have a lot of protections that are just built in, in a way. You have firewalls. Um, you have, you know, intrusion prevention systems. You have enterprise-level antivirus or anti-malware. Uh, when someone's working from their own home computer, I mean, that's really the challenge. First of all, everyone's using something different. Hopefully, everyone's at least using something. But, um, you know, you don't know how well they're maintaining their computer, you know, are their Windows updates, security updates, or is that all up to date? Um, you know, what, what is there, are their AV signatures even up to date? Do they even have AV installed? So there's there's that definitely as, as a concern uh, if you were, especially if you're taking the route where you're using a VPN to connect to your office, because that's just a direct connection from, it's from your computer to the office. So if you get infected, you can easily infect the entire network. So a recommendation would be ensure that both ends, that whatever these endpoints are that they're connecting to their network, that it's secure first before they ever connect. Yes, and, and there's different ways of doing that. So it depends on what the current infrastructure is like. It's kind of on a case-by-case -case basis, but definitely something that's going to make sure that the computer you're connecting from at least has all that in place. Yeah, that would Good. be my recommendation. Good. Now, a lot of these companies probably already adopts um, email solutions and stuff like that. Uh, I know that we're big proponents for multi-factor authentication. That would also be a recommendation for them, right? More than ever, more than ever, um, because now they're more susceptible to being phished. Um, even, you know, not only from these coronavirus emails, you know, people get panicky, they, they get an email from someone about some important news, they might just click on it without thinking. But even like the census is going around now and I've been hearing about scams uh, relating to that. Um, so it, security training, awareness training, I, I think is also just as important, if not more than it ever was, uh, so that people can keep apprised of the, the current scams going around. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but you're right. You know, the, um, the hackers like to strike when people are preoccupied, right? They like to strike on a weekend over a holiday when people aren't looking, when people aren't away. So right now, everybody's so busy and focused over here to the right that they're not paying attention to what's going on on the left, and they're quick to, to take that opportunity and, and strike. <clears throat> what about, um, well, what else is there? Let's see. Um, so basically, you know, in terms of what they can do to protect themselves, it's again, it, it depends on the business because some businesses might, might already have certain infrastructure they could take advantage of. Um, but for example, now that someone's using their own computer or their own laptop, they're probably going to have sensitive information now at home on their personal computer that they didn't have before. So if that computer becomes, you know, not just compromised, it, what if it gets stolen? You know, it could, even if it's a laptop or desktop, it might get stolen. Um, usually uh, for home use, people don't usually encrypt their computers. So that data is going to be, you know, accessible to anybody. Um, also, a lot of families share a computer. So you might have your kids using the same computer. What are they installing? What are they clicking on? In an office environment, you usually have to get permission and have someone come in to install additional software. Whereas at home, you don't, you can't really control what someone's installing on your computer and it could be malware or spyware. Yeah, so they, need, they really need to tighten up things at home with their home computers before they start to connect to the corporate resources. Absolutely. That's a good point. Let's take a step back and, and talk about going remote. Um, 
you know, when, when I remote, I have a, I have a home office. I think you have a home office, although it looks like you might have a, a space station. Yes, I'm not really on the space station, but why not? If when you work remote, you can pretend you're anywhere in the world. So I, I just I have fun with this. Um, the beauty of but, it is, is that you really can work from pretty much anywhere in the world as long as you take the right precautions. Yes. Uh, yeah. What what's made it easy for you working remote? What's you know what's been your big challenge going remote personally, and then what have you done to overcome that and make it successful? Um, I think staying on a schedule is important. Uh, it's it's easy to like wake up and maybe not get all dressed up or all makeup up, you know, because you're, you're just home. Uh, but I think trying to maintain some sort of normality is important, uh, even if you're home. Um, in terms of the home office, so there's people have some challenges. Not everyone has a spare room where they could have a home office. Um, I'm lucky that I, I don't even, I mean, this room wasn't even an office. It, it was my exercise room, VR room, whatever, but now it's my office too, which is fine. But even if someone doesn't have a room they can dedicate to being an office, they should at least try to, um, you know, come up with some space in their house, even if it's just in a corner, a, a little desk somewhere that they can, that they know that's, you know, that's their office and, and that the rest of the family learns to respect their space and, and their privacy when they're, when they're working. Now you have a, you have a spouse, you have pets, How's that interaction? So at the beginning, I think, you know, you, you kind of have to train your family a little bit at the very beginning, because now you're home, they think they can just come in and ask you questions or start talking to you or, or, you know, hey, want to do this, want to do that. So maybe at the beginning, um, they don't understand that you just, you, you know, that you're working. So, but that wasn't a huge challenge. I mean, once, you know, it's like, you know, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll you know, I have to maintain the same schedule that I had before and, and we'll do this later or, um, in some, in some ways, it makes things easier because it's actually easier if they do have a quick question to just pop in and ask you than, than have to call you and maybe you have to step out of your office to take a personal call. So I, in a way, it's actually a little faster and easier if you have to have a quick, you know, a quick conversation. Yeah, that definitely helps. I know that some employees, if, they're, if their kid's sick, it's been a lot easier for them to attend to their kid. Their spouse hasn't had to stay home because they're home. Now, granted, you know, their, their schedule, they need a little more flexibility in your schedule in that case. But communication, especially with teams, is, is really handy there, right? I know within our teams, you created a separate channel and kind of broke things out for that specific purpose. Right. So we, we have a support channel for the support team specifically to discuss anything that the entire team needs to be made aware of. Um, and then we can also set up impromptu, you know, short little groups with two or three people if we need to, to hash out an issue together. Um, plus, we have company-wide channels. Uh, we have channels just for fun, you know, for posting something funny, like a joke or a meme or whatever. Um, but that keeps, that's what helps, all that is what kind of helps the team still maintain a form of communication. Um, another thing that's different, because you asked about the challenges, is when we were working from an office, if, if you needed to train somebody, I mean, you could walk over to their desk and sit down with them or have them come over to yours. You can't do that anymore. Um, but really, with the way screen sharing works now, um, I actually like it better because not only can you share your screen and, and explain and train, you can record the session while you're doing it. So now they have something they can refer back to you or you can leverage that recording for someone else to look at. So there's actually a lot of advantages in, in using these tools. When you're on the phone with a, with a customer and the dog barks and the doorbell rings or your, your husband barges in, what, how's that interaction? So for me, it's not uh, so much of an issue because I close my door when I'm working. 
but I can understand that not everyone has that possibility. Um, one thing, though, I did notice even before this, it has become common for a lot of people to work partially from home, you know, telecommute. Maybe not every day they go to the office. So maybe five years ago, it might have been strange to say, I'm, you know, working remote today or I'm working from home today. But it was already starting to become more commonplace lately. And to be honest, I think what's happening right now is actually going to set precedence for more telecommuting because there's so many advantages to it. I mean, think of all the bad weather we have around the country sometimes um, or, you know, like a hurricane or floods or things like that, where people just can't get into the office. Um, or why should someone come into the office if they think they're coming down with a cold, right? Because that's when you're most contagious. Uh, so they might not, you know, they might call out sick once they're really sick, but why even take a chance if you think you're coming down with a cold to get everybody else sick? So if it's easy to work from home and you have the same security, the same tools, why not? So I, I think we're going to see that trend of more telecommuting after this is all over as well. I think you're right. You know, I used to have this mentality of if you're not dying, you can still work and come in the office. And then uh, it took a while, it took probably 10 years for the team to beat it into me that, you know, Jess, when you come in the office and you're sick, you're just infecting the rest of the company and everyone else is going to get sick and we're going to be short staffed for weeks because it's going to go from every single person. And I actually watched it one time go from every single person on the team. And uh, that was kind of a light bulb moment for me. But what I also found is that since we use a VoIP phone system and with remote desktop and everything else, I didn't need to come in the office anymore. And uh, I could still be, you know, if I'm not dead, I can still work. I could work and I could actually take better care of myself because I could work for a couple hours and I could take a nap and I could work for a couple hours and I could take a nap. I ended up getting healthier faster and getting sick had less of an impact on me. So it actually, it actually worked out really well. And for me, like other benefits just to health in general, um, you know, all this extra time we're saving that we're not commuting to the office, driving back and forth. That's a great time to just do something else, work out. I mean, I worked out this morning before work and I feel great. It's something I didn't have time for before because I had to drive in the work. So. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a fantastic uh, point, Natalie. Natalie, um, what else do you think business owners might struggle with? So I think setting, I think they're, they're going to have to change their, their policies in general um, just because of the changes. They, their current policies probably don't cover a lot of the telecommunicating, the telecommuting uh, challenges. So they'll have to look at what they currently have and, and see what they can add in there. Um, and it's also going to depend on what services they end up adding on in terms of making sure that their, their employees are connecting in a secure manner and staying secure. But that's that's definitely a consideration. Um, same thing with disaster recovery plans. I mean, right? Nobody planned for a pandemic, so um, most people that did have some kind of DR plan, especially some, especially along the lines of moving to an alternate site. Well, I was moving everybody to an alternate site. That's not that's not what this is. We're trying to keep everyone separate right now. Um, so I think that that should come into consideration in the future too. And for I don't think this is going to be the last pandemic. I mean, it's you know take everyone by surprise, but. I could see this happen, you know, happening again in the future. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think this is something that it's going to really have an impact. If your business isn't, if someone isn't sick, if you're not, you know, in an area where it's likely to happen, maybe you're a little more remote. This is a great opportunity to kind of test things out and get prepared for that for when it may hit you. You know, right. for us, 
we started with work from home Fridays as a way to kind of train the team and get up to speed for when there was a hurricane. It proved extremely valuable a couple of times that we were impacted by a hurricane. We were able to support our customers without missing a step one bit. And so for us, you know, this week and, you know, the next few weeks, really it's business like normal in a, in a lot of ways. It's really not any different for us. Right. Um, we are seeing a lot of our customers are going to be impacted and are going to struggle. You know, a lot of the industries we service definitely are going to struggle, but we're going to work with them. We're going to make it through. Absolutely. Is there anything else you think we should add or we should talk about? Um, I mean, I, I think over time we'll probably want to make more videos like this as we see more challenges coming into the workplace. Um, and we will, and we will do that and we'll bring that information out to everybody. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Natalie, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. Um, I hope this, everything's going well there at space station visor and, uh, it's certainly going well here. Um, you know, I'm enjoying having the family home actually right now. I'm a little concerned about the kids and what's going on with the schools and the way they're responding, but I know that, you know, our leaders are going to do a good job there. And yep. so uh, I'm excited by, by that. I do want to encourage everyone to go to applied.net slash COVID-19 and take a look at those resources. We've got some templates going up today around telecommuting and um, some information on how the Florida State is offering disaster loans and what you need to do for your business to take advantage of that. So we'll be posting that as well. Natalie, thank you again for taking the time. Thank you, Jess.